you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up, it's your girl Sasha Banks, legit boss, but you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, guys. Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? It's the moonwalking, trash-talking princess of Staten Island. I want to remind you all that Mela is money, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke watching Going In the Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson, available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, notify bell right next to it. That's Make what I'm sure doing right now. Are you doing that right now? Yeah. Are you getting your daily going in raw notifications? Yeah, it's just not enough for me to be here doing the show. I want to know when the show's up too. Did you vote in our community tab on YouTube I poll? Did if you uh, hit remind the, me what the topic was because I voted on a lot of polls in our community tab. I forget. Tonight's SmackDown 1000 That's was right. yay, nay. Somewhere in between, or didn't watch. Did, didn't watch win again? No. Oh. Surprisingly, in a huge, huge, stunning upset, Ye came in with 45% of wow, the vote. That's a pretty substantial plurality. Followed by somewhere in between. All right. Follow, many, what percentage? 25%. All right. Wow, that's um, pretty good. That's... Coming in third place. Didn't watch. That's more than 70% that I uh, know. at least didn't dislike it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> didn't watch was 24%, and nay was only 6%. Wow, a pretty positive reaction from <laughs> for SmackDown 1000. A lot of happy people out there compared to um, the WWE Raw poll. Well, I mean, for the Raw one, it seemed like most people didn't even bother watching it. Um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, 47%. Nearly half. Nearly half. So they didn't watch it. So obviously that means ratings are going to be, but also a thousand less people voted um, oh, for the SmackDown one. Gotcha. So smaller sample size, um, which is probably important. So anyways, yeah, that's on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, notify bell. So you're always getting your, so you can vote in those polls as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also available uh, wherever fine podcasts can be found. Yeah. It's always very helpful uh, for us here at Going In Raw. Free and easy uh, to just subscribe to Going In Raw using whatever podcast app you have. Mm-hmm. And then leave us either a rating or a review or a comment. Wherever you listen to Going In Raw, it really does help boost the profile of the show. Mm-hmm. Another great way to support Going In Raw is on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Got a bunch of new patrons just from yesterday. I'm going to read their names. Dragon Rana, Stephen Sicari, 
and uh, oh, Jamie Kilburn, and uh, the heel that makes good points, Andy Nero. Andy Nero, thank you, I knew you'd come. Anyways. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you very much. We've got a wealth of reward tiers. It's really cool. Uh, over there on the Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We're going to be adding some more stuff there, too, yes. as well. Um, so, yeah. Also, uh, one of the things you get on the Patreon, I want to address this really quick. Um, ad-free. You get the show ad-free yeah. at a dollar a month. We've been having some issues, as many of you know. Obviously, we're not live streaming this right now like we usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been having some issues with our internet service. We're working really hard to get that figured yes. out. And, uh, and so... As a result of that, the ad-free aspect of things hasn't been as on point as as, timely, yeah. as we had wanted it to be uh, this past uh, week and, and a little bit last week. So we're gonna we're gonna be offering up um, a little bonus episode of some WWE 2K19 yeah, we footage. Yeah, we got some in the can here. I'll, yeah, uh, uh, tonight I'll get it up. Yeah, that or sounds get good. Up and ready for thing tomorrow morning. That sounds great. Um, so yeah, check that out on the Patreon. Um, and then ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw. Order a shirt there. And any order that you place, whoever places an order, you get an autographed postcard that we will that we autograph. Stop doing that. Uh, it's right here. It's some really crap artwork that I did of it's us. Not crap artwork. That you can you can get in the mail. I'm gonna sign this one with this dry erase pen right Oh, now. that's just gonna ruin it. It's not gonna work, man. Is that that's like okay? Well, that worked better than I thought it would. I mean, it's not going to stay on there. Oh no! I just dried erased it. Oh, see, now it's good as new. (laughs) Now we can do it again. Yeah, exactly. We can do this every episode. So I think. Yeah, we'll send it out, and then they need to send it back, and we'll dry erase it and do it again. Oh, it's stuck there. Interesting. On the red, though. Interesting. So, Hmm. um, before we get to these super chats that aren't here, um, I don't know why that is. Let's talk about SmackDown in a nutshell, Larson. It was a really fun show. We got the debut of... I don't understand it. <laughs> I know it's weird. Why is it a race off the red but not off the, the red ink but not on the off the white ink? Yeah, why is that? I don't know. It's weird. Because it's the same, same finish, right? No, evidently not. Look at that. Is it like know, the man. density of... I don't know. I don't know. I can't figure it out, man. I don't know. I don't know. Printing, man. I don't know. It's confusing. It's all confusing. Yeah, you smacked down 1,000. Yeah, they, they packed a lot. In it. It, 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 it felt like a celebration. It felt like a celebration. Yeah, I mean, they had Vince McMahon come out and dance. <laughs> that to me feels like a celebration. I mean, what else could it be? They brought back Truth TV too. That was yeah, pretty huge. After it had been canceled. Yeah, it had been canceled. That seemed, they pretty, it back. That seemed pretty definitive, but I guess not. No. Well, nothing's definitive in the WWE. Oh, I'm aware. As Triple H says, you got to keep evolving to stay irrelevant. For uh, me, the highlight was, was Batista, his return. He seemed. Uh, uh, Deckled? Kind of. <laughs> Can you be both really excited to be someplace, but kind of bitter about it? Um, he definitely came off like he he had some grievances to air. Yeah, it was Batista's Festivus. Yeah, because it's a joyful time, but you also have so feats he, of strength. He, he wants to say, "I got a lot of problems with you." People. And he wants to say, "I got a lot of problems with you people." Yeah, let me ask you something. What was his was his uh, uh, telling Triple H? He's never beat me. Was that? Did he just go off script there? No. Come on. I think the only bit he went off script was tell Ric Flair to keep his <laughs> his front area. Did you see Randy Orton's response. Oh man, Randy. Randy, Randy was great. His whole problem was to put himself over. I know that was, was fantastic. Batista over there spent more time in the makeup chair than in, in the this ring. ring. I know. Meanwhile, I've been doing everything over that here. That was great. <laughs> no, I just. You're right. Obviously, it wasn't a shoot Batista saying what he said. 
saying he's done everything in his business, but he hasn't beat me. But it also wouldn't surprise me if it was because, A, what does he care? And, B, he, he really seems to want to come back. He, well, he wants to come back to have a program with Triple H. Yes. He wants to come back and have some fun doing something that makes complete and total sense. Yes. And I don't know why they're not giving it to him. I don't know He's either. a massive, massive star. I don't know either. He's great. Yeah. They need to cast him in a Star Wars movie, man. Yeah, man. Like the lead of a Star Wars movie? Heck yes. Ooh. There you go, man. Yeah. That'd be cool. Is there another superhero he could play? Like if James Gunn takes over the DC universe, is, is there a DC character, well, like a yeah. prominent one that he can play? He said, I don't know. Yeah, he said he should play Lobo. Oh, that'd be great. How great would that, that would be, be great. if he played Lobo? And he said, because he said on the Twitter when James Gunn was announced as writing Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad. He said, yeah. sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> he said, sign me up. Yeah, man. That dude gives no Fs, and I love it. Yep. He seems like a joyful human being. Yeah, man. And he really seems to love doing the wrestling stuff, and he just wants to come back. But it's like, man, these this place is run by carnies, man. <laughs> Coming out here as a family. Did you see? Now, I didn't really want to get into this. But and I didn't I didn't listen to myself, but Ryan Satin tweeted it out. Um, there is a segment that Shane McMahon, who's on, I think, Stone Cold's podcast, and somebody brought up um, the 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 idea that Vince had once pitched an incest angle with Shane and Stephanie. And Shane's response was apparently, well, this is pretty hot, so who wouldn't want to? <laughs> and then and then he said, I totally would have vetoed that if it came to pass. I would have said no to that. <laughs> oh, man. What a weird family, man. What a weird family. Rich people are weird. Like, super rich people are really weird. And then add the weirdness already of Vince McMahon. And the oh. weirdness of the wrestling industry. Oh, it's all so weird. I mean, I'm sure he, he was just clowning around and making a joke. But I don't know, man. That's that's a that's a that's a that joke doesn't really land well, you know what I mean? To normal people, to the normals of the world, <laughs> all the rest of us. Anyway, right, let's get let's get on with it. Yeah. Let's so do the show that. opened with uh, Truth TV, Our Truth, and Carmella. Um, pretty quickly, uh, dance break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got right into the dance break. People were huge into the Truth TV thing, too. Heck yeah, man. They were super into and it. And after the first dance break, Carmella hands uh, R-Truth a stack of cards. He says, uh, my first guest needs no introduction. He said, they need no, because she was like, Truth, can we just do another? He's, oh, no, because the crowd said, one more time, one more time. And he said, I've got a show to run. And he said, our next guest needs no introduction. No introduction, fine, let's do another dance break. Yeah. So they did another dance yeah, break. Yeah, yeah, Like, immediately, it was great. And then Stephanie came out. Yeah. To, uh, much heel heat. Yeah, you know she went on and on about how she was first general manager of SmackDown. Boy, boy, I can, I can, I can not hear her talk again for like a long time and be totally happy. Mm-hmm. But then totally Shane interrupts happy. her. Yeah, I like Shane. He's good. I'm, I'm, I'm totally like with the crowd on both Shane and Stephanie. I'm like, oh, I like Shane in 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 the amounts that we're getting him now, once every eight months. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Yeah, because he comes out, he's a good guy. People like him. He's got some cool shoes. Oh, he always has cool shoes. Yeah, he's always rocking some cool Jordans. Yeah. So he came out, and uh, and I don't know. He, he oh. says that we're here because of the, the WWE Universe. Thank you for your support. He said so SmackDown, so SmackDown Live is the A show, Stephanie. And she said, well, I agree. It's A show. It is A show. That was pretty funny. And then, That's but, rude. And then she put over Raw. Well, yeah, she's like the head of Raw, man. You got to put over you Grand Warfare. put over all your programming. Lashley. Lashley. Um, and then that brought out Vince McMahon. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he had some words to say. 
and then they went to dance break. It says we're here to entertain. Was WWE the E and entertain and WWE stands for entertainment? So what are we mm-hmm. gonna do here on SmackDown 1000 to entertain? He said dance, dance break, dance, dance break. So he started dancing. Yeah, <laughs> I wish he would. I think he was trying to do that thing. That he did during that weird music video thing oh, that they yeah, were doing yeah, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, the pile driver stuff. That Triple H made fun of after the fact, too. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. It was a cute segment. It was, it was I liked right. it. It was good. It was all right. It was all right. It was like, okay. It was well, all right. I liked it. That's fine. I don't know. Why are you being defensive? I'm not being defensive. I said, yeah, it was all right. Okay. Anyways, what happened next? Uh, tag match. AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan taking on the Usos. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. It was one of those matches I wish they hadn't uh, interrupted with the commercial break. You know, it was picture in picture. I would have liked to have seen more so what was going on. Yeah, they were. Considering the yeah. talents in the ring. No, I know. They did this during the other match, too, during the Thebar match. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was like a huge commercial break, too. Like the two most anticipated, probably, well, two of the three matches probably most excited about mm-hmm. seeing. Had a gosh darn commercial break right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Uh, this is cool, though. Usos haven't been seen in a little, well, besides Mixed Match Challenge. They really haven't been yeah. around I know the, on the, SmackDown. The focus of the tag division has been largely New Day, Thebar, and before uh, Eric Rowan got hurt, Bludgeon Brothers. So, yeah, we haven't seen a lot of them. Um, they're really pushing the idea uh, of AJ and Daniel Bryan being opponents at Crown Jewel. They are not historically a, a tag team. I don't know if they've ever tagged together. If they didn't bring of honor at all, mm-hmm. I have no idea. No, no. That would have been like a decade ago anyways. Um, and uh, whether they would be a cohesive unit, much less a cohesive unit uh, on par with a team as experienced and decorated as the Usos. Mm-hmm. Final answer, not really. Um, at one point, uh, Daniel Bryan is going to drop a form on Jay Uso. Jay gets out of the way, so Daniel Bryan hits AJ Styles. AJ Styles is a bit miffed about this, pushes him off. Um, and in the end, uh, Daniel Bryan eats double stereo super kicks from the Usos. Yeah. Jimmy gets the pin. Yeah. Huge win for the Usos. Yeah, it was big time. Um, be kind of cool, I guess, to see them go into a thing with Thebar now. Yeah. Since Thebar is the new tag champions. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Paige backstage. She was joined by Vicky Guerrero. Uh, and then Teddy Long shows up. Then a guy who was never actually even SmackDown of, uh, I'm general sorry, Manager General Manager of SmackDown. SmackDown. I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't he, think was he, was. he wore a lot of red. This is the first time I think I remember seeing him in blue and All white. Right. Well, I mean, this, they were kind of fuzzy on SmackDown's history and stuff. They had Evolution reunite on a show they were never on. No, I know. I know. I was actually surprised a lot of the stills that they showed. I was like, really? That happened on SmackDown? They used to do. They used to like SmackDown was like super canon back in the in the nineties oh, yeah. when it started. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Um, like I didn't know. I didn't figure that the Stone Cold Booker T thing happened on SmackDown. I just figured that was a Raw thing. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of stuff that they showed. I was like, really? It was on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting because they did all sorts of like between commercial breaks. If the commercial break wasn't happening during a match, um, they would show like a bunch of like sort of. I don't know if they were never before seen necessarily, but they were sort of you know still pictures. Um, from uh, from over the years on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It was really nicely mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Johnny Ace came into the shot and then Vicky Guerrero said, excuse me? Yeah. Uh, then we got the Evolution reunion. Oh man, this was fun. This was fun. This is like the most fun I've ever had with Evolution. Triple H seemed like he was having fun. I was never a huge fan of Evolution. I just, I thought it was cool. I just, at the time, they all came off. They, I'm sorry. 
they made them out to be so lecherous. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, enjoy the excesses of, you know, of success, of riches and stuff. Yeah. But like when they had girls like pinching Randy Orton's nipples yeah, on camera, weird. I don't really want to see foreplay with those guys no. happen. Uh, it always kind of felt camera. like the Triple H was just cosplaying as Ric Flair in the 80s. That's what it really felt like. It definitely. Yeah. It, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. It felt like Triple H was trying to force his own four horsemen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's I mean, like the ultimate fantasy camp for Triple H. Like, yeah, I'm going to be the the new four horsemen. Yeah, yeah. We're going to ride around in limos and have people pinch our nipples. Yeah, drink a lot and, and wear expensive clothes. Exactly. But that's the thing about Triple H is you know that guy's on the straight and narrow. Like, that's what everybody says I know, about I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're not really an excess type no. unless you're talking about the gym. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, they come out. They all look great. It's kind of funny seeing like, you know, seeing Randy Orton like all dressed up. Yeah, because you see three guys out there who you don't see a whole lot of. I mean, I know Triple H is around a lot these days, but in terms of like on screen in character guys, Batista, you never see Flair. You rarely see and Triple H you see every once in a while. Orton's there every week. Mm -hmm. And so to have him come out and it's like, well, I just saw him last week and he was like, you know, being like but you didn't bullying see people him. around. You didn't see him all dressed up. I know. He looked really great. Yeah. It just, it was, I don't know. It was just kind of funny. Um, so they come out. Triple H starts talking. Uh huh. Puts over evolution. He had a very good point. I mentioned this earlier. I was like, oh, what a great, what a great line for anybody trying to get into business for themselves or whatever. If you don't evolve over time, you're doomed to not succeed. I wonder if that was a shot at Vince McMahon. Yeah, I don't know. They did. You need to evolve. We got to get out of Saudi. The Saudi Arabia deal is bad for us. Bad for business. It's good for business. Look at our stock price. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, he had a, a really nice little thing at the beginning. And then uh, and then uh, Randy Orton talked. Yeah, he put himself over. That was great. great. Yeah. I was laughing the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> he just putting himself over. It was fantastic. Of course, saying that, uh, his time in evolution was just the springboard for him for a greater success. Mm -hmm. It was yep. fantastic. He, they managed to have him be part in the celebration, this reunion, which was going to get a face reaction. And then he cuts this heel promo basically against the faction he's celebrating. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. But he did it with kind of like a smirk on his face. Yeah. Uh, next, Ric Flair uh, spoke for a little bit. He says, well, uh, celebrating 1,000, I'm used to like 10,000. Yeah. I think he's talking about women, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then uh, Dave Batista grabbed the mic. Man, they let him go for as long as he wanted he says, it. Felt. Anybody who knows me knows I don't really want to have the mic in my hand. I don't really want to mm -hmm. talk. He wants to wrestle. Yeah. Um, and he says, oh, but I thought about. He had a four point PowerPoint. There's four reasons. PowerPoint presentation. Yes, there's four reasons I wanted to be here. Um, one. What was the first one? The the. Third one was all of you. Second one was it was DC, and he spoke about growing up there, um, and how you know he grew up really yeah. poor. Yeah, and he bounced at like a, a clubs for thirteen years. Yeah, um, and, and and managed to, you know, become a huge Hollywood star. Yeah. yeah. What was the first one? I don't know. I feel like it was very general, though. It was. It was just wrestling. Yay. Kind, kind of, of thing, you know. And then third was the fans. He yeah. said, oh, he brought up Bautista and Blue Tista. He said, you can call me Bautista, Blue Tista. Call me whatever you want. Sometimes you love me. Sometimes you hated me. Um, but I always loved every single one of you. I always loved entertaining you guys. It was. He said, I never cared if I won. I never cared if I lost. I just wanted to entertain you people. You're welcome. Um, 
And then lastly, he said, I came because of these gentlemen. Yeah. Evolution. And then, he, yeah. He, he put over Randy Orton. Uh-huh. He put over Ric Flair. Told him to keep his, his, uh, his front area covered. Yeah, he said, keep that thing in your pants. And then he said to Triple H, you know, what could I say about Triple H? There's nothing. This man is the business. Mm-hmm. There's nothing this man hasn't done in this business except beat me. Yeah. And then Triple H would. And Batista had a great look on his face. He was trying not to smile. It looked yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. And then they sort of had a little stare down. Ric Flair got in between the two of them. He was like. <laughs> Orton was a background laughing. He was cracking up. He'd talk about not caring. <laughs> no it's like, whatever, they're going to be gone next week. I'm going to be here next week. I think if anybody who had, uh, Randy Orton had the best time in that whole thing. I think you're right. He dropped a, a great promo. Yeah. Because everything that everybody else was saying, he was cracking up over. Yeah. And there was one, there was one thing. Okay. So it was when, when Batista was talking about Ric Flair, right before he said the keep that thing in your pants, he said something along the lines of, what about Ric Flair could I say that you guys don't already know? Oh, yeah. And then he sort of shrugged as if he was talking about, well, there's plenty of stories that we know. And then Ric Flair started doing the woo thing. He getting excited. And he said, keep that thing in your pants, Rick. And then Triple H walked over to Randy Orton because they were both laughing. Yeah. Triple H said something to Randy and Randy said, oh, shit. Like I saw his words like like Triple H was telling him what he meant or something. Oh, okay. It was a very cute moment amongst That's some guys funny. who probably have some great stories that we'll never hear about. Um, so, yeah. And then, yeah. And so uh, Flair was like trying to keep, you know, keep everybody chill. Yeah. And, uh, and then they hugged it out. But there was still like a little bit of tension between the two mm-hmm. of them. And then mm-hmm. they hugged again. Mm-hmm. And it was all great. So yeah, what do you great. think, man? Do you think uh, Batista coming back for SmackDown, do you think that's increasing his odds of coming back? Uh, he wants to. He said as much. Think WWE after Triple H is done with this Undertaker business. I hope so. Set the Batista, Triple H up for Mania. I'd be I would hope so. That. I'd be on board with that. Yeah, I'd be totally on board with that. It's funny. I'm a much bigger fan of Batista now that he's been gone from the WWE. Agreed, yeah. And I've gotten, I think you feel the same way. I've gotten a better sense of the man himself. Mm-hmm. And creatively, what he's all about, it's very kind of appealing and, yeah. and interesting. And yeah. I, I really dig this Even guy. just, you know, when he returned initially, I was, granted, not that... Uh, when he was popular is kind of when I stopped watching a lot. Yeah, sure. I was never a huge Batista guy. Yeah, but when he came, even when he came back, it, 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 it seemed pretty obvious that he knew how they were approaching his return wasn't the right way to do it. Yeah. And... Uh, when he transitioned to to heal Batista during his second run, uh, you can tell it was it was he was trying to make the best of the situation, but at the same time he really didn't care. Mm-hmm, yeah, and so it was a lot of fun watching him. Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, just for me, it was even since then. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Just in the years since then, like the press, I never, yeah. I never, I did like. I mean, I've liked flashes of him, like like you said, when he's when he's been a bit more interesting as a heel. Like when he would wear the 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 sort of Euro clothes, you know, the Euro club guy clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's been able to showcase his personality, but I wasn't really watching during most of that stuff. So I just have like little bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when they brought him back last time, you know, I was one of the people who was like, no, I just I want Daniel Bryan. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want, And it just the way they approached his character. The way they approach his return seems so tone deaf. Yeah. It seems so tone deaf. Oh, yeah. And even he, after the fact, knew that. Yeah. Even he was back there saying, this is not the way you should be doing yep. this. Yep, he wouldn't come back as a heel. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully this is setting up something 
more for Dave. Yeah, I'll be into in it. In the near future, and I'll, I'll definitely be into, be into it. it. Uh, next, a World Cup uh, determined the best in the world qualifying match between Rusev and Miz. Kurt Angle yeah. joined the commentary team. El Conquistador. Although, very briefly, for this was a very short match. Um, because Aiden English came out. Well, this may have lasted 90 seconds. Dude, so I fast forward through the commercial, um, and then... When I, you know, I, I have it on like 64 speed on my mm-hmm. view. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I hit play after I noticed it was on, and I had my eyes on it, Aiden English was out and Rusev got pinned. Yeah. It was very it fast. Was really quick. You have on your Kurt Angle commentary. I didn't even know who it was. I was like, oh, who's that on commentary? And then it was over. It and was then, over. And then that was it. Yeah. Aiden English comes out, distracts Rusev. Uh, Miz takes advantage, rolls up Rusev for the win. Lana confronts Aiden English, kicks him in the front area. Ooh, square in the bollocks. And then Rusev takes advantage and starts to crush Aiden English all, all around ringside. Yes. Yeah. Throws him the ring steps a few times. It was good stuff. Uh, next, brief segment backstage between Edge and Kurt Hawkins, one of the, the previous Edge heads. Yeah. That was neat. Yeah. A fun little reunion. Yeah, Even though I thought cool. Kurt Hawkins was on Raw. Um. They should, well, if they want to make it complete, they should have brought Zack Ryder too. Exactly. That was weird. Uh, next, uh, Cutting Edge Ooh, segment. this was good. This was fantastic. This was so good. Um, with uh, Becky Lynch and Edge. Mm, so this was fantastic. Edge, uh, you have here in the notes, you put this perfectly. Uh, he said he uses his, himself as a cautionary tale. He said, Becky, you know, I see a lot of Edge yeah. um, in you because, you know, your career path and she says, well, thank you. You know, I, I modeled my career after yeah. you, so that means a lot. And he says, I, I just want to let you know, though. Um, uh, here's the thing. You choosing your career, that title, over Charlotte. Over relationships in general. Yeah, is not the way to go. You're going to end up with nothing in your life. But memories of your career, you're going to be staring at your championships and reflecting on those memories, and you will be absolutely alone at the end of the day. Um, says you won't like what you become. Yeah, and she says, "Yeah, you're right, Edge. I, I don't like what I become. I love what I become." And I, he said, you, you, "You dare to speak so condescending, condescendingly to me? Yeah, get out of my ring. Get out of my ring." And tells them, "Be careful not to hurt your neck." Again, going through those and ropes. the crowd popped so big for Gosh. that. Oh my god! The crowd pop- dude. What are they gonna do about this? What are they gonna? Because when the mere mention of Charlotte's name out of Edge's mouth elicits booze, war it got so many boos. And then Charlotte came down after Becky just owns the crap out of Edge with Charlotte, two sentences. With two sentences, like two or three sentences. Yeah. That all took. Edge was talking to Becky for a good six minutes straight. And Becky just sat there and listened and seemed to consider it. Yeah. She blew it off completely in the span of three sentences. Yeah. Just destroyed him. You know what? You know, it's kind of a, it's, have you noticed that? Because, you know, we know that Becky Lynch is dealing with like a busted jaw. That's what we've heard. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of see it the way in her mouth a little bit. And it gives like that little tweak of her jaw kind of makes her even a bit cooler. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm just looking too deep into it. Yeah. But we, haven't, we haven't heard any confirmation about an injury. Well, no, she said, well, uh, she gave like a backstage promo where oh, she said right. she's been dealing with a busted jaw. Oh, so right. she's, she's confirming in character. Right. Anyways, right. gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so Charlotte comes down to a chorus of booze. Yeah. 
And she's supposed to be the guy. She's supposed to be the voice of reason here. She's yeah. supposed to be the one, you know, Becky, you need to be listening to Edge, blah, blah, blah. She comes in. Um, she uh, takes Becky down. They, they brawl. They brawl. The refs come out. They try to break them up. Um, and uh, and then they're broken up. Charlotte yeah. ends up getting out of the ring, I think. They yeah, take yeah, her yeah. out of the ring. Yeah. And Becky Lynch stands tall with the title, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's great because Charlotte, she comes out on the ramp with the mic, starts talking the whole way. And all that Becky does is go <coughs> in the middle of the ring and hold up that title. Yeah. She doesn't do anything else. Doesn't respond to anything she says. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, Becky's awesome. Becky is the she best. She is awesome. Next, a uh, brief little backstage segment between uh, Ray Mysterio and Jeff yeah, Hardy. Yeah, we see Ray for the first time in four years. Yeah, saying hi to each other. In WWE. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was nice. That was nice. A nice little bit. Then we had a New Day versus Thebar. Um, one of our friendos on Twitter, I don't know who it is because I don't have it immediately right here, um, noticed after the fact, I guess, that uh, Big E kisses the title at the at the beginning of this match a couple few too many times. Mm. And he said, I should have known. I should have known at that point that they were going to be losing those titles. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So this was, a, this, you know, a hell of a match. Heck yeah. Is Big Show... So bad. Ugh. Oh, that's terrible. Um, is Big Show is he with the bar now? I don't know. There was an interview. I kind of hope so. I hope so too. There's an interview apparently on WB.com afterwards. I didn't get a chance to to watch it where he explained his motivation. Ah, okay. But I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they they joined show up with Thebar, I think that'd be great, especially if there's going to be a prolonged feud with New Day. Yeah. Because I think especially a, a Big Show, Big E feud. Would be oh, yeah, for awesome. sure. And we know we from what Big Show has said in the past, he, he's not interested in doing little cameos here and there. He wants to spend these last couple of years of his wrestling career wrestling mm-hmm. and doing that because he really loves it. But you have to appreciate dudes like that and Batista who really... They don't have to do dick. No. They don't have to do anything. They just love it. They like it. They really love it. Mm-hmm. They really enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, um, match was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Jerry Lawler and Booker T were on commentary. I, I really kind of wish they just would have done Booker T. Yeah. Because the few times we got to hear Corey Graves kind of shout out over to Booker T. Oh, that was great. It was great. It was awesome. Corey Graves had a really cool denim jacket on. Oh, heck yeah. That's one thing I don't think I'll ever, ever be able to pull off as a denim jacket. <laughs> Half the, the suits he, he wears are incredible. Oh, they're amazing. I would never be able to wear them. Oh, I don't know. I, I think a lot of his suits are universal, but a denim jacket, no. <laughs> yeah. No, you I know? agree with that. But some of I don't know it's, it's just like some of the the combinations of some of them are very suit, tie, elaborate. shirt elaborate. Yeah, it's like, wow, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, from a, a fashion sense, that looks spectacular. He's, su- he's such a model esque guy. Yeah, though. well, it's, that's part of it too. Yeah, yeah. No, model esque guys like that, they can totally pull off pretty much anything. Whereas, yeah, ugly dudes like this guy who might be living in the woods, not so much. Right, exactly. so I'm not wearing flannel. It looks like I'm 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 not wearing the right clothes. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we had Lawler and Booker T on commentary. Um, uh, pretty early on before the commercial break, in fact, Big E hits a big ending on Sheamus. Cesaro breaks it up and he kind of tries to deadlift Big E into a neutralizer, hits mm-hmm. that. Yeah. This is actually right before the commercial break. Uh, and Xavier Woods breaks it up. So it seems like we had pretty much two finishers, two near falls. Yeah. In the first five minutes of the match, pretty yeah. much. Um, Cesaro hits a top rope European uppercut. Um, 
uh, Seamus puts his feet on the rope as he tries to pin, I believe it was Big E. And then uh, Kofi runs over, knocks Seamus' feet, feet off the ropes. Shortly thereafter, well. Big Show ambles down to the ring, uh, helps up Kofi after he was laid out, and then he choke slams him through uh, the announce table. Uh, Big E watches this, is enraged, turns around, eats a bro kick uh-huh. from Sheamus. Sheamus pins him. We have new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Very exciting. Very cool. Cool to see a title change on a big episode of SmackDown. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see what a special episode of SmackDown does. So I know Raw's ratings were a little, they didn't like sink into the ground anymore. They're a little bit up. Yeah, which is kind of impressive considering they were going up against Monday Night Football and I want to say the ALD, ALCS. Yeah, yeah. A baseball game. Yeah. So um, that's pretty impressive. They managed to at least hold their ground. So, I mean, this is a, this is a big episode. Um, we still have Rey Mysterio versus Shinsuke to talk about. We got Undertaker showed up. Um, after the, uh, the tag oh, match, though. I don't know if we have much to say about the Undertaker showing up. We had, oh, yeah. We had uh, oh John Cena's match chat question. John Cena's match chat question. Hello Steve. Hello Larson. Friendos in the Friendo universe. This is John Cena, uh, back with another match chat question. Yeah, uh, my uh, early days on SmackDown, I came, I was known as Prototype. Matching boots, matching trunks. Challenge Kurt Angle. <laughs> I feel bad that I slapped Kurt Angle in the face. My question to you is, should I have slapped him in the face? Larson, you get yes. Steve, you get no. Please debate. Thank you, John Cena. That's exactly 45 seconds long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that was pretty much it. He, uh, yeah, he, he's... He was obviously backstage at Super Showdown. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Um, at one point, he made himself chuckle, like shoot, yeah. legitimately laugh. Yeah. And that was yeah. a, a rare uh, uh, kind of disarming moment from John Cena because he always seemed so well put yeah, together. Yeah, what did he say? I don't remember. He seems so loose these days. I know. And he's like, I don't know, maybe he's like... I don't know. I was. It's always, he's such a fascinating character to me. He's a fascinating. Like, person always, he to me. seems so regimented. He seems always so in control of every little aspect of what he does. Mm-hmm. To see him kind of break character momentarily to, to laugh at something he said. Yeah, just seems so out of character. I wonder if like growing the hair out and changing his body up. You know, he's adding the new move of Doom. He's out there shooting movies, he's letting his hair grow out. He's doing different things. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's just realizing that. Hey, you know what? Maybe a little bit of variety can be the spice of life Could be. in the in the life of John Cena. Could be, but he did say What's his middle name Felix. Yes, because um, on Twitter and stuff, he's been, you know, he always says these general kind of statements, you know, like some things don't always last, yada yada yada. Yeah. But then last night, to finish up his Matt Chat question, he says something like, "Plan on being around for a long, long time." Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, he's transitioning full time into a part time role. He's fit enough for it. Oh yeah. I just wish that then when, when they bring in John Cena, they like do something with him. I know. Because it's just these days it just feels like, oh, it's John Cena. He gets to be at World Cup to determine best in the world because he's John Cena. So he's gonna come in, goof around, lose a match to probably I don't know if he's gonna be in the same bracket as Ray, but Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, speaking of Ray, we got him versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Mysterio, it, it, it's man, he, how is he like forty years, almost forty years old? I know, and he's moving around the way he does. That, uh, I wonder if he got that. I wonder if he got the limited schedule that we heard that he wanted. Oh, I don't know. I hope so. I hope so too. That uh, that slide splash he did on the Nakamura on the outside, that was yeah. pretty great. Yeah, 
I've I never know. seen that before. He's still doing new cool things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is now that I'm actually kind of hyped about Rey Mysterio, where I haven't really been in the past. Like again, back during the Daniel Bryan stuff, when Ray was kind of coming back, um, I wasn't really into it. Now I'm all about it. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Mm-hmm. I just think it's great. It's awesome. It's, it's just bizarre. The dude can still move, you know, the way he does. Yeah. Um, this is a fun match, though. Yeah. 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 In the end, Ray picks up the win, hits six one nine, and like a springboard frog splash. Mm-hmm. Got the W over Nakamura. He advances to World Cup to win the best in the world. Again, this is the kind of match that you gotta, you have to appreciate this more than you sort of maybe would have in the past. We're not going to get a match like this on a pay-per-view where there's a clean finish, two big names. Yeah. You're not going to get that. So no. you have to understand, look, there's going to be some commercial breaks, which sucks but you're not going to have a match like this on a pay-per-view anymore. For whatever reason, man, how many times over the past six months have we sat there and watched the WWE pay-per-view and we've said, well, two of these matches were really good. Three of these matches were really good. These days, the matches seem to be on the weekly show, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. No, I don't think so. Every single week we get, and then even New Day Thebar, every week we get what traditionally could be considered pay-per-view quality matches mm-hmm. and the pay-per-views are there. I mean, even look at, dude, look at, okay, so Roman won his title at a pay-per-view. Yeah. AJ's been champion for a while, so who knows? He probably won a pay-per-view. Seth no, won. I think he won on SmackDown. Did he win it on he, SmackDown? I think he beat Jinder on SmackDown. Preceding uh, Survivor Series. Preceding Survivor Series. Yeah. Seth won the IC title on Raw, I think. Did he win that back on Raw? I think he, who had it before? I know. Dolph. Yeah. Maybe. I know there was at least one title change with him and Seth that happened on Raw. Because mm-hmm. I remember doing a thumbnail mm-hmm. that was like, oh, shocking Raw, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, A lot. I mean, I'm not going to say a lot. Oh, uh, Dolphin Drew won the tag titles on they Raw. They won their tag titles on Raw. Um, I know Becky won hers at uh, at a pay-per-view. Yeah, Hell in a Cell. Um, but, I mean, I guess my point is there seems to be just as many pay-per-view level matches and title implications on the weekly shows. Um, and granted, I know, you know, we we complain about Raw's creative not being up to par. Uh, months ago was SmackDown's creative not being on par. But SmackDown's been killing it lately. There, there's a lot of good stuff to, to appreciate um, with the weekly shows. And I think yeah. solid, really, really good matches are one of them. Yeah. Um, um, finally, let's talk about The Undertaker. I, I told you before we started that the uh, Mysterio Nakamura match ended. I thought that was the end of the show. I looked at my clock. It said... 9.54, and I yeah. thought, well, how are they going to... There's six more minutes. Gong! So, gong! And then uh, <laughs> I heard that, and I was like, is the Undertaker going to make it to the ring in time for the end of the show? He did just barely, but good thing he had, like, six words to say. Yeah. I wish I knew what they were. They were... Uh, but one of them are... Uh, at WWE Crown Jewel, DX will know that there's only three words. He said three words. He said the three three words thing, yeah. Got to say to him, Black dog. Pete. <laughs> yeah, he did it. <sighs> oh, my hip is killing me right now. That was it. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was SmackDown 1000. No, it was it was cool. It was cool. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was all right. We got to see the movie. Yeah. We got to see the movie. Hands dance. 
don't know how you could say that's just all right, man. The McMahon's danced on Arch on Truth TV. Yeah, it was all right. That's all right to you? Yeah, it was all right. Come on, man. Kick it up a notch. Can we put it in the fun realm? I feel like all right is less than fun. All right is perfectly fine. But it's not fun. Why are you trying to dictate my enjoyment level of a segment? I'm not. Kind I'm of just, are. I'm just kind of curious as to why you didn't think it was fun. You just thought it was all right. Because I don't really care about Vince McMahon dancing. Really? No. Oh, man, that was I've great. seen it before. I don't really care about it. Yeah. The more I think about it, I think it actually should be great. Can you upgrade it to great, please? No, I won't. It's all right. Please do that now. No. You can't dictate. Let's see if this dry erase works on you. Let's find out. No, don't do that. I was going to say, look, I can dry erase it. Look, that actually worked better than your saliva. It's weird. So you think. Answer some questions. Okay. Oh, uh, yesterday, by the way, yesterday, we had a Streamlabs donation oh. that I noticed that I, didn't, that I didn't say anything. It was from Gorilla Strong, which is a great name. It is. And he said, love the content. What sneakers are you guys wearing today? Too sweet and hearty handshake. I got my Parley Ultra Boost on. I've got my just regular Adidas Boost on. Are those the ones that we got, that were sent to us? Yeah. The I-5923 Boost? I love these. These are, these are nice. Iniki, it says on the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were previously named, and they changed to I-5923. Alex Foster, the Patreon, no Super Chats today. Uh, which wrestler should... Thanks, Comcast. Which wrestler should swap finishers for the night? I want to see everybody in the Shield change their finishers. Dean uh, does okay, a spear. Okay, so, yeah. Dean does a spear. Oh, that'd be cool. Roman does... Di- well, no, that won't work. Uh, Seth does Dirty Deeds. Roman does uh, That Cool Knee. Okay. That's what I want to see. Uh, Colt Cabana finds it expensive and kind of effed up. He asks, why are you so early, Steve? Are you okay? This is so unlike you. Did you post this super early in the morning or something? Um, yeah, no, oh, I, I, post, I posted it. Uh, I meant to schedule it because I was doing all of the threads at once. But ah. instead I just published it. Um, so he, he posted a question very, very specific to a very, very specific time frame. Uh, <laughs> it was upvoted three times. That's funny. Uh, Ryan Rugani is his first question on SmackDown. Do you think SmackDown is being booked like NXT because Fox wants the demographic for our age group for that Friday night spot? More actual wrestling? No. No, I think that um, SmackDown just has. Uh, I, I would I would suggest this. SmackDown probably just has a better creative team at this point, and on top of that, I feel like they have less pressure. Vince is probably less heavy-handed with SmackDown simply because he views Raw as the the, the A show. Would you think that's probably the right? That's probably a lot. I would has think to that's with probably it, yeah. the case. <coughs> uh, Horton here's a new writer. It says controversial topic. Do you think the main roster gets a bad rap? You have people like Finn Balor, Ember Moon, and Shinsuke Nakamura that never really had a character in NXT. It says if you can explain their characters besides their baby faces that wrestled a long time in the Indies, then please explain. But people complained when they came up and creative had nothing for them, but they never really had characters in the first place. So Finn in NXT, I always got the impression, apart from him every once in a while uh, channeling the demon, was kind of generic babyface. Sure, yeah. Uh, Nakamura, there's a bit more going on there. King of Strong style. Yes, but there's yeah. a bit more in terms of his character and his, you know, just his otherworldly charisma. Yeah. Uh, will take him places. I thought Ember Moon was a weird amalgam of about three different characters. Ember Moon, they never figured out. And that was the thing. I don't think she lacked character. They never decided what her character was. Yeah. Because they could have went with this kind of, uh, I don't want to say supernatural, but based on her entrance, her ring, it, uh, ring gear, her music... There could have been a serious level of mystique about the Ember Moon character. They didn't follow through on that in any of the backstage stuff. Yeah. Um, it was a less impressive version of... And it's funny because, like, I, 
Your point about the demon I always found correct, even though I thought that his presentation did a really good job at making the demon more than just Finn Balor and makeup. Um, but he never changed his moveset, which which I thought was, I, I agreed with you on that. I thought they really needed to change his moveset a little bit for yeah. the demon. Yeah. Um, with Ember Moon, there, there seemed to be even more of a, like, her, the the her her presentation could have been along the same lines as Finn's demon yeah. to separate her from the the wolf character or whatever she was portraying. Well, I always thought it would be kind of interesting if 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 backstage, you know, she was real, you know like a, a grounded character, mm-hmm. and then when it was time for a match, something within her changed. Yeah, she channeled, you know, another character, another being, whatever. Whatever. Well, I mean, they they. What do they call her on Raw now? The War Goddess? Or something oh, okay. like that? Because she's wrestling with uh, the yeah. name Athena. Athena, yeah. yeah in the Indies. Um, something like that. That could have been an interesting dynamic. Yeah. But they never really followed through on it. Yeah. If they that was even their plan at all. Yeah. Didn't seem like it. I think of the three you listed, I think Ember Moon definitely had the... There was pieces there of characters. They never really mm-hmm. came together because I don't think they really knew what they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, the thing that still gets me when I see him... And, and I'll... I'll I'll preface it by saying this. In New Japan, it's not like Finn was ever world champion. He challenged for it. Lost. Yeah. Um, But that character of his, if they made just that version of the character, like a a TV PG sort of safe character, Mm -hmm. but still had that sort of intensity in the... When I think of Finn Balor in New Japan, the character, I'm the Prince, Prince Devitt, I think of what they probably wanted to go for with Dean Ambrose when they call him the lunatic fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy dude who's a little small who just is so unpredictable. Yeah. You know, and he curses and stuff and obviously can't do it in WWE. But if they had taken that and brought that to the WWE. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's and I, money. I think right now they have a license to print money with him. I think that he probably sells a ton of merch. Mm-hmm. I think he sells a ton of merch. And that's great. And he comes out. And I think that the, I, I'll say this. I think the WWE treats him like a bigger star than New Japan did. I think it's true. Wasn't world champion there. They immediately gave him the Universal Championship. He came into NXT, and within months, he was NXT champion. Yeah. They treat him like a big star. No, it's they just, do. I don't there's know. a lot of big stars. Yeah. I'm just trying. I don't know how common it is for somebody who is still in the junior heavyweight division to make such a direct play for the heavyweight title in New Japan. That's true. That's true. And hey, I wasn't watching at the time, mm-hmm. you know, so I can't really say what his trajectory would have been because he left New Japan seemingly when he was pretty hot. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he would have done after the fact. I don't know. Um, but they treat him pretty damn good. Yeah, they treat him pretty good. It remains to be seen how he fares in this upcoming Lashley feud, however. Yeah, that'll be telling. He's probably gonna lose. Yeah, you know, and then uh, we'll come back to the same thing. Go ahead. Great question, Mo Clo, master of the Mo, Mo uh, low blow. Kayfabe reason why Undertaker and Triple H didn't interact the whole night when they wanted to beat each other up. Great question. I th- th- thought the same thing. Why did Undertaker come out during the Evolution segment? Right. Well, here's the thing. Um, Simon Miller uh, put up a really good video um, this past week, I believe, uh, and it was something like, "Why is Triple H four different characters?" On in WWE programming, and I think he actually just he listed five. Um, and we've talked about this kind of before. It's because Triple H is 
he exists kind of in four separate universes yeah. within the WWE universe. Yeah. So Evolution Triple H isn't feuding with Undertaker right now. So there's no need for Undertaker to come out and fight with Evolution Triple H. It's a different Triple H. It wasn't DX Triple H we saw. It was Evolution. It wasn't even when he wearing a DX shirt. No, he was wearing like a new Evolution shirt. Exactly. Not new Evolution from We Book Raw. Not to be confused with. But a, a, Did he mention, I'm sorry, dur- during his promo, did he mention Crown Jeweler the Undertaker? He didn't. Different universe Triple H. It's weird. So Undertaker, being a supernatural being who understands various levels of the universe, it's how he traversed from Bowels of the Arena to SmackDown um, within you know one night of each other because he's not getting on a bus or a limo or all whatever. Right, all right, all right, I'll accept that. Calvin Liggins wins ECW one thousand. <laughs> when's what ECW one thousand? Oh. Question of the week so far. Uh, <laughs> Nemo, do you think Evolution will be inducted into the Hall of Fame as a group? Should they be? Will they be? It's probably yes, because it's Triple H. Will they be? Probably yes. Should they be in terms of WWE canon, I guess? No, no, man. The, come on. What did they do? What did they actually do? What mark did they actually leave? Well, I mean, <laughs> Randy Orton had it right. Evolution was a springboard for his success. He is, he is an all-timer. You're right. However, let me Same ask this question. Let me ask this question now. Did they need evolution to do what they did? It was a convenient springboard. It was, and it was, it was, was it, it necessary? It was some serious wish fulfillment for Triple H. Was it necessary? But I'm saying, based, Batista and Orton, they, they, they had such a, 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 they marketed this evolution reunion as such a huge thing. I'm not saying they deserve to be in it based on their accomplishments, whatever. I'm saying with from WWE's mindset, sure, they will because WWE thinks they belong in there. I'll, I'm going to throw this one out there. Evolution did more for Ric Flair than it did for Batista Norton. They would have been huge anyways because they're just, they're that. They're the most WWE oh, guys I, there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ric Flair, didn't he have like another Intercontinental Championship run during or a tag team championship yeah, he was run? Tag, he was a tag champ with Batista. Yeah. Didn't he have an IC title? I know he had an IC title run at some point. I don't know if they, I think that might have preceded. His, okay. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it elongated Ric's career. Yeah. If he was IC champion during Evolution, then I would have had a good point, but maybe he wasn't. Yeah, I don't know if he was. I think that might have been before. Um, Jose GGR, was this the best Batista has ever been? It was pretty good. Although when he retired the first time, that was hilarious. He was all bandaged up. Wait, was this what? I'm the sorry? The best Batista has ever been. Oh, I don't know. Um, that promo when he quit the first yeah, time, right. he was all yeah, bandaged yeah. up and stuff. That was hilarious. That was like, that should have been, yeah, that should have always been him. Glorious Steve Klein. Hey, friendos, do you think SmackDown 1000 should have been three hours? No, no, man, no. And in fact, dude, you got to bring Raw has to go back to two hours. Yeah. Like every week when I watch SmackDown, come on, Raw has to come back to. And then Grim Grim posted something about. Is there a rumor going around that, that WWE wants to re. Like uh, reconstitute the rosters? Um, oh, for con- one. conglomerate the rosters after once the Fox deal oh, hits gosh, SmackDown. I hope not. I was worried about that. I God, I hope not. Grim's all into it. He's like, "Oh, what a great idea." <laughs> then he's going to see the same twenty people on both shows. Jesse Slade, do you think when Vince hangs them up, he will throw a curveball and pass power to Shane instead of the game? Vince is still very old school. I can see him wanting to still pass it on to the firstborn son. Uh, no. I'd be very surprised. There's always been kind of like, just based on what I've read, like Shane and Vince's relationships always seem a little weird. Yeah. 
So, no, I'd be Man, surprised. Man, I got lots of hugs from my dad when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, same here. I love those hugs. Yeah. Cherish, Apparently Shane never got those. Cherish everyone. So, no, I don't think that's going to happen. So sad. Uh, oh, great question. That guy, power rank five reasons Cassius Ono was not put with the bar instead of the big show. Yeah, it should have been Cassius Ono. Oh, man, I know. And you know what? I think I look at that and I'm like, you know what? I just, I, I can't, I can't think about that because it makes too much sense. It makes way <laughs> too much sense. Anti-Homilanian, Lanian, why does John, John Cena's upper lip look like he had a CGI mustache removal? He looks like Henry Cavill from yeah. Justice League. That's hilarious. Um, glorious broken sound wave. Hey, Stephen Larson, what if Braun Strowman went uh, and enlisted the Wyatt family instead of Drew and Dolph? To, uh, do you think the feud would be better? If who? If Braun had enlisted the Wyatt family rather than Drew and Dolph, do you think the feud would be better? Yeah. I'm not going to say that I would be like super into it, but. It would have been motivated to a certain extent as been, opposed to him just showing up with two guys he had no prior relationship with. Yeah. And the Shield and the Wyatt family have history. That's actually... Even if it precedes Braun's involvement, I think. It's actually a very good idea. Yeah. Braun, would have made a lot more sense. Like a weird sort of dual leadership partnership between Bray yeah. and Braun. Yeah. Or just even just a marriage of convenience. Yeah. Uh, Foxy the Foxy Fox. Hey there, friendos. I'm completely let down after watching SmackDown 1000 with all Did this. I freaking imagine that. What, I don't someone... see it anywhere now. What? The idea that they might bring the rosters together for the oh. Fox deal. Yeah, maybe you did. Probably just imagine. With that. all that Saudi Arabia money, it could have been so much more than what we got. Is this another indication that SmackDown will always be the B show in WWE's eyes? Thanks, guys. It, it, everything's going to change when they move to Fox. Yeah. I don't know exactly what, but things are going to change. Oh, yes. Um, if they think that it's the B show now, which I think they do, I mean, that could be terrible. Like if Vince, you know, wants to have his hands on both. Uh, That's an know, interesting question. Lashley. Jurgen Johnson and Johnson's. Do you think declining WWE TV ratings are a result of actual bad programming or, or in writing or podcasts like you? Like you guys, who are literally more entertained to listen to in an hour to just review the show than actually watch the show itself. Well, I think if the latter would be the case, it would be it'd be because the show is not entertaining to begin with. People would rather watch, for example, us talk about the show for an hour and then watch the three hours of Raw because the three hours of Raw isn't that good. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think when the when the creative is well. So I think there's, I think, honestly, I think one of the main things right now is burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's too much to watch. Speaking of which, there's a first NXT UK that we can put on during lunch. I know we're going to do that. Raw, I'm sorry, wrestling fans. Oh, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. How many people went to, let's say 10,000 people went to SmackDown last night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's probably a bit too large, but. What percentage of those people do you think watch wrestling outside of the WWE? WWE wrestling is a very niche thing. And granted, I know that non-WWE stuff isn't, it's not nearly as big as WWE stuff. A third? Right. Okay, 30%. Let's say 30%. That's not a bad, that's not a bad figure Let's right Say somewhere there. between 30 and maybe right? 40 if you're being generous. The the rise, and I'm not saying this is exclusively why ratings are, are down, but the rise of of a lot of, of between New Japan and things like All In, the rise of that stuff, plus the WWE flooding the network with product, 
I think has probably caused a bit of burnout. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know. I would agree with that. And so... I know it's caused burnout for us. Yeah. I just think that some people out there, they, they just need to take a break. I've mm-hmm. Like, I've heard that before. I've, we've yeah. had people say yeah. that to us. I kind of need to take a break. I mean, just... It's, it's a minimum. If you want to watch all of WB's programming during the course of one week, right now it's nine hours at a minimum. It's three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, one hour of NXT, one hour of 205 Live, uh, one hour of the Mae Young Classic, and now one hour of NXT UK. Nine. Yeah. Nine hours. Not even including the Mae Young Classic. No, I did include it. Oh, if it's not, then it's 10. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I meant the Mixed Match Challenge. Oh, sorry. Yes. So it's nine and a half. Yeah. That's a lot. And that's yeah. not on a pay-per-view week, which is next yeah. to four. Yeah. That is a lot of wrestling to watch in one it week. It is. It is. Now, I would suppose this. I would say this. I think things would change. I'm not going to say drastically, but I honestly do think that the kind of buzz that the elite could bring in, and it would be a short-term thing mm-hmm. because it'd be the buzz of them being there. Um, and as soon as they are uh, booked incorrectly, the buzz will dissipate. Yeah, exactly. It'll go back to being what it was. Pretty, pretty suddenly. I don't care what it is. Give it to me. I want to challenge All right, myself. man. What, Fine. Here we go. Topic? What's the topic? Here's topic. Time for trivia. What's the topic? 10 longest total TNA World Heavyweight Championship reigns. Oh, wow. All right. I'll give it a try. You have... Uh, These are all names that you know. Yeah, I know. First 10 <coughs> King of the Ring pay-per-view winners. Oh, okay. So do you want to go first? Go ahead. Um, uh, didn't... No. Okay, well, one of them is Stone Cold. Yeah. Um, William Regal? No. No. Did Triple H ever win that thing? Yes. Okay, Triple H. Um, yeah, keep track of my notes. Misses, yes. Um, Booker T? He's not the first 10. He's not in the first 10? No. Wow. Uh, golly, who won that damn first one? Boy, I'm blanking. I'm blanking big time. Um, Shamrock? Yes. Um, wait, is that why Macho Man called himself the Macho King? Was it Macho Man? No. No? Okay. He just did that. For I won't him. count that as a guess. What other reason did he did he have for that one? He just thought he was... <laughs> oh, because I'm legal. the king. All right. Yeah, man. Um, was Macho Man need a reason to name himself? Yeah. King Macho, Macho King. Get out of here with that. It's Macho Man, that's why. Can I ask this? What number was Stone Cold? Four. Four? He's fourth on this. Ninety was ninety two or ninety three the first one? Let's see here. Was Bulldog one of them? No. No. Brett. Yes. Ooh. He's he's the first one. Oh, interesting. Um you have four more guesses. Let's see here. I'm gonna get to five at least. Oh, Think about one of Diesel's worst matches. Mabel. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Um, let's see here. Uh, no. God damn it. Who, okay. So there's one in between. Was Owen one of them? Yeah, he's the second one. Nice. Okay. So you have the first six. The first six. And the last one I landed on was... What was the last one I landed on? Shamrock. Shamrock. Okay. 
Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so. Um, was Val Venus one? Nope. No. You have one more. One more. Jeff Jarrett. No. <laughs> uh, Billy Gunn. Okay. Kurt Angle. Okay. Edge and Brock Lesnar. So Booker T was probably 11. That's right. Brock Lesnar was the year that uh, that Austin left because I think that was part of the tournament. Yeah, it was. It was okay. I think like a first round match. All right. I think. All right. Well, I did better than I'd hoped. Man. All right. Bob Roode. Um, he is number two. Yes. This is longest single longest, reign. 10 longest total reigns. The total number of reigns, I'm guessing. Or total days. The 10 longest total TNA World Heavyweight Championship reigns. Um, so I would think number of days, I would think. I'll be honest with you. It is a who's who of the top names. Yeah, no, no. It doesn't matter. So Jeff Jarrett. Um, surprisingly, no. Wow. He is the one top All name right. that isn't on AJ there. Styles. Uh, correct, yes. Um, Samoa Joe. Um, yes, correct. Uh, Kurt Angle. Yes. He's number one. Interesting. Um, uh, gosh, am I drawing a blank now? You're there flexing your picks. You trying to give me a hint there? <laughs> Any number of these guys can be that. I know. I'm trying to think in the period. Oh, uh, Ron Killings. Um, no. Oh. No. Put up another... Yeah. Digit there. Um, James Storm? Uh, no. All right. I don't know if he won the world title. I think, <laughs> I think he did, but I don't think it was a very long run. Sting? Yes. Yes. Uh, probably not Jeff Hardy. All right, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. All right. <laughs> Who else was champion over there? Uh, you might have somebody in your ear saying this other name. Uh, Bully Ray. Uh, yeah, very good. Yeah, someone in my ear. Somebody in your ear might be saying this name over and over again. Oh, Bob Lashley. That's <laughs> why so I have one more guess. You have one more. Oh, RVD. <laughs> oh no, you've got. There's one more actually. No, but I got one wrong. <coughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Magnus. Oh, all right. They call this. Anyways, interesting. Yeah, that was good though. That was good. Anyways, that's it for uh, that's it for the show. show today. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, patrons, you'll get your post show and your ad free episode today. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now 
All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.